1: Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. As I always say, I hope you had a good weekend. I suspect the weekend has been similar to the weekend before that and the weekend before that going back to March. When did the lockdown begin? It was in March, not February? Hmm? So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, we're past seven months. I remember thinking, will we have our June cruise? And then will we have the uh, September cruise, right? Now you wonder if we'll have anything. All the theaters uh, of Regal, what is it, Regal? That's a thousand screens, I believe. They're closing down. You know, uh, part of the deception of our time, and this one is not intentional. This one is just a deception. It is not directly, deliberately meant to deceive, is because of COVID, and then then you fill in the consequence. Kids are not at school. Because of COVID, there are far more suicides. Because of COVID, there's more uh, spousal abuse and child abuse. Because of COVID, there's more depression. Because of COVID, there's more alcohol. Because of COVID, uh, the, uh, the unemployment rate uh, is rising or, or, or is at a, a terrible rate. But it's not because of COVID. It's because of the response to COVID. And if, if people were told the truth, if, if the media cared, but it's not – it's everybody – Conservatives say it, Leftists, liberals, everybody says it because of COVID. It's because of the lockdown. Sweden didn't lock down and Sweden's losing nobody. What is the answer to that? They allow 500 people to get together. They don't wear masks. Is it not obvious that lockdowns don't solve the problem? unless you literally, indefinitely lock down a society. Indefinitely, which is what some places are doing. de Blasio and, uh, and, and Cuomo have now ordered uh, more parts of Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx to lock down. Nothing. You can do nothing. They're allowing houses of prayer to stay open, as far as I, as, as I know. I guess everybody in those districts of Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan will become religious (laughs) just to get out of the house. Oh, I'm going to pray. Oh, really? Where? It doesn't matter. Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim. Doesn't matter to me. Well. Now, I am I, going to present, uh, so let's just talk about the president for a moment. President seems to be on the mend, which is a wonderful thing. Aside from the human standpoint, it's a wonderful thing. Here is a senior citizen uh, who is, I, I wouldn't say that he is anywhere near obese, but he's, he's overweight, and so he is sort of prime candidate. And uh, he's uh, working from the hospital White House and the First Lady seems to be fine. She was never even hospitalized, correct? Not that we know of anyway. I have a question that nobody seems to have an answer to and that is where, where, if any, was the role of hydroxychloroquine and zinc in his treatment? Had he been taking it prior uh, to the hospitalization, and was it given there? Now, the the quick answer is he does what his doctors tell him, which I understand. And uh, I would say half the uh, doctors of the country uh, have uh, not done the investigation that you would think a doctor should do into the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine and zinc. You know, there's a statement in the Talmud, the the second oldest body of literature, In Judaism, the first oldest is the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, Old Testament. Second is the Talmud, and it's the second holiest work in Judaism, and it's gigantic. It's way, way bigger than the Bible. It's as big as an encyclopedia like the Encyclopedia Britannica, those of you who know what I'm talking about. And they have a phrase in there, believe it or not, this will shock you. This is about... Eighteen hundred years ago, the best doctors go to hell. Yes, that's a literal translation from the Hebrew "Tov Sherebachofim Legehinom." The best doctors go to hell. Now, why would why would they say that? And I, I, the reason is that they be, the best doctors have a very real risk of of self deification. It's not God who heals ultimately. It's I. I am God. And there is that uh, danger. We make lawyer jokes. We don't make doctor jokes. Given the number of mistakes in hospitals, I don't know why we don't make doctor jokes. Doctors have saved my life, by the way. This is not anti-doctor. This is anti-nonsense. But the the notion that... uh, The doctor knows best. If doctors know best, why do you go for a second opinion? But you're not allowed to have a second opinion on Twitter. You you know that? There is no second opinions on medical matters on Twitter or Facebook. It's really something unique in American history that you cannot have medical dissent aired all right one eight Prager seven seven six. I'm open to taking calls, and the number is eight seven seven two four three triple seven six now uh, I am apologizing to the living martyr that I have to do this so uh Breitbart and OutKick and other places are telling me that the NBA ratings are dramatically down. Right? Yeah. Let me read to you. Game 2 of the NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Heat utterly collapsed with just 4.5 million viewers. The embarrassing average is down 68% from last year's Game 2, which featured a team in Canada where most Americans, obviously, are not big fans of. How bad is the number? It's the least-watched NBA final game, Finals game on record, dropping even below Game 1's 7.41, the lowest-viewed Finals opener in history. Okay. So those are all facts. But this may go under the rubric of lies, damn lies, statistics. Now, I'm about to tell you something that negates the power of what I just read to you. Which bothers me because I I, I rely on on these sites often. I verify, but I verify everything. So I guess I don't rely on them. I, I verify everything. This is an example of me verifying. So here's from the New York Post, which is also conservative. According to Sports Media Watch, Stanley Cup viewership was down 61%, the Kentucky Derby dropped 43%, the U.S. Open sank 56%, and the Indy 500 fell 32%. So it negates the power of the NBA uh, uh, failing. They're all failing, having nothing to do with politics. Kentucky Derby had nothing to do with politics. Hockey has nothing to do with politics. Do you have an answer? Well, unless you just assume that when, you, when sports... Do you, do you want to speak into the microphone? Give, give him the microphone. Because I, I, I... This is a great example of what is, what is true. Okay.
0: If you subscribe to the theory that sports has been politicized, in other words, making a broad generalization... People are just not interested in they. It's it's one that taints the other, so people just aren't watching sports. They're not watching the NBA. They're not watching NFL. They're not watching hockey. They're just not watching sports because they have been turned off by the politicization of.
1: So it would even include golf. It includes everything. It's just a general right. feeling I, I, of sports. I'm curious what you folks think. I am. We'll be back in a moment. 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement. The tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story.
0: I was skeptical at first, but because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks... I found that I could climb stairs pain-free, but it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It, it makes me feel like I'm young again.
1: That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 800 500 Settle down. Hey everybody, I'm Dennis Prager, good to be with you, and I want to remind you, Trump card, yes indeed, so I have a question here, and this is a great example of where your input is vital, which which is the truth? The NBA Finals have the lowest ratings uh, ever. But they've also had very low ratings in hockey at at the Kentucky Derby, at the U.S. Open, at the Indianapolis 500, at the Stanley Cup. So how do you explain that outside of lockdown terms? Is it really a reaction against the politicization of, 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 of in this case, uh, uh, the NBA. Uh, I mean, to watch an NBA game, especially with LeBron James, the the man has just bought, what, a $40 million home, a $24 million home. Once you get up there, I, I, lose, uh, I lose track. And tells us how, how fearful he is as a black man. The man's a sick dude, and he's an idiot. He is an idiot. Everything he says is stupid because he is a great basketball player, means nothing with regard to anything he says. Correct? Well, Why is it that obvious? He just gets the NBA in trouble. He just gets the Lakers in trouble. He just gets America in trouble. He's a troublemaker. Poor guy. Gee, I tell you, your heart breaks for the guy. Anyway, people are, people are playing a ball game while telling you, you and your country stink, but please cheer for us. You stink, your country stinks, but please cheer for us. Bill, Philadelphia, hello.
0: Hi, Dennis. Um, I just wanted to relate to you that I am an avid hockey fan. I watch hockey all the time. Um... They've had a couple of kneelers, too. They've had some kneelers, and they took a couple days off in some sort of memorialization for Black Lives Matter. I shut it down. I don't watch them.
1: Oh, I I wasn't aware of that. That's important.
0: Wow. It's only a handful. It's only a handful of but, you know. So,
1: wait. Well, didn't the Flyers – are you a Flyers fan? Yes. Right. So, didn't the Flyers – Remove the statue of of that the great woman who sang uh, "God Bless America," Kate, Kate Smith. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, so they they, they sort of anticipated the breaking down of American culture. The Flyers.
0: Um, I I don't know if it was that, but there was some kerfuffle whereby she was she was in some sort of play or production that was.
1: Yeah, no, but I I'm saying they they incorrect.
0: they uh, gave
1: us a preview of the tearing yes. down of statues. So here's an avid hockey fan. Uh, by the way, I need you fans to know m- m- I have anger on your behalf. I appreciate the positive role sports can play when the Kings made it to the Stanley Cups and won uh, Stanley two Stanley Cups, and I I, I actually had season tickets. This is not foreign to me, rooting uh, for for your team or any team, whatever it is. But the left destroys everything it touches. I mean that literally. There is no exception of which I am aware. Sports is just the latest. Well, it's not the latest. Science is the latest. Sports and science are tied. Charles in Irvine, California. Hi. Yeah, hi, Dennis. Uh,
0: just uh, a follow-up of what your caller just said. The NHL had a big uh, ceremony, and in the words end racism were written in large black letters, and many players were standing around reverently. and It was a big ceremony about a month or so ago. Uh, also, the Kentucky Derby had a moment of silence for uh, people of color or some such thing, or racial injustice, and many of the jockeys were wearing black armbands. Oh, well, you um, see, I see. I didn't know all this. Well, all black black so the, li- living,
1: yeah. the living martyr may be right very interesting. Thank you for that call. So everything's been well what uh, about golf. That, that would maybe some of you know that I I would be very curious. Tampa, Florida. Franco. Hello, Franco.
0: Hey, Dennis. Wow, man. It's a real honor to uh to speak with you for Thank the first you. time. Um listen, I uh as I told your screener um I, I wanted to discuss uh, the hydroxychloroquine. I'm I'm surprised you even mentioned it on the radio because some of the biggest names on TV and in medicine, people like Dr. Oz and Drew Pinsky, um, I don't know if you know Dr. Zelenko, if you've if you listened to any of his stuff, but um, their voices have just been drowned out, and uh, it's almost like they're they, they are living in fear. Well, maybe with the exception of Dr. Zelenko, but it seems like everyone's living in fear and won't even discuss it, and I wanted to uh, see what you thought about that.
1: I know, I know. Look, they, they didn't discuss it. Yay or nay with regard to the president. That was my opening comment. The president is the one who recommended it to begin with. You'd think something would have been said. I mean, isn't that the obvious question everybody would have? Did he take it in the early days? Was he taking it as a prophylactic? I've announced 10 times. I I take it every week. I take zinc every day and I take hydroxychloroquine every week. The fact that the people feel intimidated is only because we have communists running medicine, just like we have running everything else. I never used this term before. I can't. I don't know what it, you, you prefer, leftists. I'll use leftists. They shut you up. Free speech has never existed in anything that the left controls. Never, whether it's uh, the Soviet Union, China, Eastern Europe under communism, or uh, the universities today in America. Once you believe in liberty and you're left of center, you're a liberal. If you don't believe in liberty and you're left of center, you're a leftist. That's the way it works. Unfortunately, the liberals put the leftists in power. Because they're naive, which is a crime in an adult. If you're 12 and you're naive, well, go to religious school and then you'll lose your naivete. I learned how bad the human condition was in third grade, reading Genesis. Hi, everybody. I'm honored to have Senator Ted Cruz on the line. Let me tell you why I say I'm honored. I don't use words cavalierly. Because he is a rare, rare fighter for the American system for our values he and he's rare unfortunately you would think the Republicans have a majority here or there in this case the US Senate and this is not to cast aspersion on his colleagues but as you all know I divide good people into three groups and I hope Senator Cruz hears this because he will understand how I regard him there are three types of good people Those who fight, those who help the fighters, and those who do nothing. Those who do nothing is the largest group, and those who help the fighters are very important, and he is a fighter. So, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show.
0: Well, Dennis, my friend, you are a fighter yourself, and and it's an honor to be with you once again.
1: I take that... uh, very sincerely thank you sir so you have a book out a really important one one vote away how a single supreme court seat can change history and you review cases where indeed one vote has has changed history when was the last time uh, and i i i should know the answer but i don't uh, do you do you know the answer when was the last time that there was a clear conservative majority on the supreme court
0: I don't know that we've ever had a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, at least in modern times. Um, we have had a Republican majority for decades. Uh, but one of the things the book goes through is, is that Republicans are terrible at nominating Supreme Court justices. <laughs> Democrats, uh, they, they get 100, almost 100 percent of their picks right. Republicans, we don't even bat 500. Many of the worst judicial activists in history were nominated by Republican presidents. And and, and the last uh, chapter of the book, uh, I traced the history of Supreme Court nominations going back to Dwight D. Eisenhower. And if you look at Earl Warren, William Brennan, John Paul Stevens, David Souter, Harry Blackman, the author of Roe v.ersus Wade, all of them were Republican appointees. Uh,
1: and, and
0: what I try to lay out it, it is a path to how to get it right going forward. That, that if you look at those justices who remained faithful to the Constitution, who honored their oaths, justices like Antonin Scalia and Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito and, and my former, former boss on the court, Chief Justice William Rehnquist, they all had similar patterns. They, they had served in the executive branch. They had defended conservative principles. They defended constitutional principles. And here's the most critical part. They had been excoriated. They had been pounded in the press, and they hadn't given in. And, and, and that is a, a proven record under heat and under fire, I think, is the most important criteria. On the, on the other hand, when Republican presidents nominate stealth candidates who've never said or done anything, but someone says, trust me, trust me, they'll be great, over and over again, they turn into train wrecks.
1: God, you, you put it... Perfectly. I have said to my listeners for decades, the moment a person cares what the New York Times says about them, it is over. So you have put yep. it in your way. If they have proven, if a judge has proven that he or she does not care what the media say about them, they will be a secure constitutionalist on the bench. Otherwise, probably not.
0: You know, there's actually a syndrome that has been named after that, which is for a long time, the Supreme Court reporter at the New York Times was Linda Greenhouse. Right. And there was something they called the Greenhouse Effect, Mm. which is justices like Anthony Kennedy and Sandra Day O'Connor learned if they go left, if they vote with the left, they got praised in the New York Times. And the Greenhouse effect consistently move the court and the country left. And, uh, I mean, I one of the things I write in the book is, we need Supreme Court justices that don't want to go to D.C. cocktail parties, that despise cocktail parties, God. because the pressure to move to the left is enormous.
1: <laughs> I can't stop laughing and smiling, because, you know, it's, it's like a joy to hear truths. The book, folks, uh, is so important. One Vote Away How a single Supreme Court seat can change history. Ted Cruz's book. It is up at dennisprager.com. It is not long. It is extremely interestingly written, and as I said, as you hear, really important. I have a lot to talk to Senator Cruz about, and we will be back uh, in a moment. This book is a great guide, by the way, to some of the great cases before the Supreme Court that have changed uh, American life. It's really terrific. Uh, One Vote Away by Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz. By the way, do you know if there's an audible version of your book?
0: So there is an audible version of the book. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble or or anywhere you get books and and. I'll tell you, actually, just today, uh, the book is the number one bestseller in the country on Amazon. Uh, we're number two on Barnes and Noble. So, so uh, it, it, it's been really a, a lot of people have been going and getting it, and and part of it is because what I try to do in the book, Dennis, is take people really behind the scenes and behind the curtain of what happens at the Supreme Court. So, so every chapter of the book is on a different Supreme Court liberty, uh, and. I, I tell the inside story you know before I was in the Senate my career was as a Supreme Court litigator so I argued cases before the court and so I tell war stories and so we talk about free speech and religious liberty and the Second Amendment and u.s sovereignty and democracy and elections and 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 I try to help people you know for a lot of folks the court is is hard to understand it's confusing you know it's important but you don't necessarily understand the players and what's going on and and, and I try to make this, very readable and interesting. You don't have to be a lawyer to enjoy it, but if you want to know what's going on at the court, if you want to know really the stakes of this 2020 election, and I think the single most important issue in this election is who the Supreme Court justices will be going forward and, and why on issue after issue for our fundamental rights, that they're just one vote away from being taken away. And 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 if you want to also understand the enormous stakes of, of this epic gladiatorial battle over Judge Amy Coney Barrett that we're in the middle of right now, I think this book helps give you the information to be able to talk with your friends and families and and, and around the water cooler and, and really understand what's going on.
1: Somebody uh, somebody called me last week, Senator, and said, Dennis, are you aware that if she uh, is confirmed, there will be six Catholics on the uh, on on the the Supreme Court, to which I said, "So what? I'm a Jew. I couldn't care less. I'll take I'll take nine anybody who's conservative." Well, it's so funny that these are things that bother people. You're not Catholic. Yep. You don't nope. care.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> Look what what I care is that we have judges that that follow the constitution. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It, <laughs> And there's, there's a big difference. The left views these as partisan warriors. They view the Supreme Court just as another legislature. And this stems that's, that's from the 1960s, right. where they decided to take over the courts. And the reason they did it is because their ideas were not popular. They couldn't get them through actual elections and convince right. elected legislators. That's right. So they said, well, let's just get five lawyers in robes to decree this outcome for the whole country. And, 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 it's, and on the right, which one of the things that in the political debate, there's a disconnect, which is the media doesn't understand that conservatives don't want justices who dictate conservative outcomes. For example, one of the chapters in the book is on school choice. I am passionate about school choice. I think it is the most important civil rights issue of this century. I don't want a Supreme Court that mandates school choice. I think it's absolutely the right policy. I fight for it in the Senate, and and legislatures should adopt it. But do you know that we're one vote away from the Supreme Court striking down every single school choice program in America? That the left wants to use the court to ban it, to say you can't choose to give kids in struggling Mm -hmm. schools a scholarship and a way out. And, and, And it's a real difference between following the Constitution versus trying to abuse the court and turn it into a partisan legislature.
1: If the, uh, onto another issue for a moment while I have you, Uh, if the Democrats win a Senate majority even by one vote, can they then simply install two new states?
0: So they can. Um, Adding a state does not take a constitutional amendment. It takes simple legislation.
1: Uh, uh, of a bare it, majority, they, of a majority of one.
0: Yeah. Well, well, to, to do it, they would have to end the Senate filibuster, which I believe they would. So, so if the Democrats win in November, if we wake up and we've got Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi running everything, I think Schumer almost immediately will end the filibuster in the Senate, which means the minority then in the Senate is no longer able to stop their radical agenda. Once they do that, I think adding two states, adding the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico will be one of the first things on their agenda. And and their reason is is nakedly and crassly political. They believe that will give them four new democratic senators. Yes, which
1: That's is all they I need. Do. That's like a permanent majority in our lifetime.
0: That 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 is their plan and and also packing the Supreme Court. They've been very open about that they want to increase the number of justices on the court and we saw in the first debate, Joe Biden refused to answer the question right. because his base is demanding the answer yes, for yes and that would would destroy the court. Uh, it, and, and yet, that's where that's where the left is.
1: I, I I must admit, though, I found it shocking when I learned that all it takes to admit a state is fifty is a is a fifty one forty nine vote.
0: So on D.C. there is a constitutional argument because the Constitution specifies that there has to be a district for the federal government. So it depends how they draft it. There would almost surely be litigation over D.C. The way they've done it is very clever, which is they've, they've still created a D.C. that's basically the Capitol building and a couple of other buildings and they've made all the rest of D.C. a brand new state around it. That's how they're trying to get around Mm -hmm. constitutional prohibition. But that being said, as a general matter, admitting a new state, Puerto Rico, for example, it's clear it can be done by legislation.
1: What did Harry Reid end, if not the filibuster?
0: So Harry Reid ended the filibuster for judges and executive nominees. So on, on the nomination side but not on the legislation side. So so we still have the filibuster. If you want to pass a piece of legislation, it takes 60 votes. And and right now, the Democrats use the filibuster all the time to stop good legislation. Uh but what it is prevented is in times of democratic majorities it is prevented. Okay. All right. I'm going to
1: continue with uh, Senator Cruz. his is number one best-selling book is up at DennisPrager.com. Final segment with Senator Ted Cruz. One Vote Away is his book. I was so delighted to hear it's the number one best-selling book in the country. How a single Supreme Court seat can change history he goes through the cases where it was one seat. And it's an insider's view as well. One Vote Away, up at DennisPrager.com. And, uh, I want to just touch on in the couple of minutes remaining, Senator. The, uh, you are a fighter, uh, for, uh, against the tech company censorship that's increasing. I used an example earlier in the show about, I'm, I, did the president take or not take hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, I, I have openly stated many times, I take every week, uh, along with zinc every day. And, uh, Dr. Zelenko is one of the best-known doctors in the country to have used it on on thousands of people. And now Twitter has shut down his account. This is a doctor on the front lines in New York. And they took down his Twitter account because he promotes hydroxychloroquine. This is how bad it is.
0: Well, big tech is shameless. and, and, And they're getting more and more egregious with their abuse of power. Uh, when it comes to medical science, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to report to, to try to diagnose or treat anybody. But on any question of science, what you want is, is a full and fair discussion. You want to hear all sides. And, and history has not been kind to those who've tried to silence dissenting views when it comes to, c- comes to science. If, if that were the case, we would still believe the Earth was flat. If that was the case, we would still believe the sun revolves around the Earth. I, I mean, the history of science has been a history of heretics challenging whatever the conventional wisdom is. And, and when it comes with dealing with a pandemic that, that just has struck the United States and the world from, from Wuhan, China, we need to have a, a vigorous discussion and an, and an analysis of what's working and what isn't and big tech doesn't care. They have the—they are monopolies. They are violating the law, and and they are utterly brazen. You've got a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires who have declared themselves the the, the the rulers of what is allowed to be said, the arbiters of of truth. And if you disagree with their politics, God help you. They will silence you.
1: Well, I hope uh, I hope other senators feel as you do because you've been, along with one or two others, the only voices uh, on this matter, which is the fundamental freedom of our country speech. Congratulations on your book, Senator. One vote away. Let's stay in touch, and God bless you.
0: Thank you, Dennis, for all you do, and thank you for the great work PragerU does as well. It makes a difference with millions of people across the country and across the world, and and your voice is, is very, very important.
1: Bless you. Thank you. It means a lot. We shall return. The book is up again at DennisPrager.com. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer, and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 800 500